0: Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I'm coming to you today as doing just a solo episodes so no maria she'll be back next week she has family things going on but i thought it would be a good opportunity to come on and just talk to you guys about something that i find extremely in, uh, important but also extremely enjoyable as well uh, within my my own coaching practice that you can also take within yours and that is essentially just being A master at direct messaging to help you start conversations with people online so that you can then get them on the phone to have a consultation with you and then convert them into an actual paid client. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. But first, as always, I just want to make sure that I just mentioned to you guys that, Hey, we have an amazing community in our Facebook group and the Facebook group is, is, um, the financial coaches community by new money habits. It's a great place to get connected, great place to connect with us and that we can talk to each other. Uh, you know, not necessarily face to face, but one-on-one you can ask questions that we can link up over the phone. If you prefer that. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to just get connected to a community of like minded coaches and, um, you know, create that impact that we're really looking to make within our practices. So go ahead and join that. It's free to join. Again, it's, uh, The Financial Coaches Community by New Money Habits. So let's get into it. So I want to bring this up because this is something that I see all the time uh, within the coaching realm, and it can be with financial coaches, it could be with any type of coach, but it's just that weird feeling of being like that guy when you're trying to reach out to people um, to just start the conversation about what you do and how you can help them. And what I mean by being that guy is we don't want to be that person who's annoying. We don't want to be the person who is like a bother to them, who's overstepping our boundaries, like anything like that. Like we really don't want to be that person. But I can tell you that you don't have to be that person to start a conversation about what you do and how you might be able to help them. So that's what I want to go over with you today And, you know, what I will say is that, you know, there's a small caveat to this. In order to start these conversations, you can't just cold call someone or you can't cold message someone like randomly out of the blue. Like you have to have some sort of connecting point. So maybe it's that they... Uh, you know, commented or interacted with one of your posts about what you do, maybe you asked a question, maybe you shared a story and you thought that person either liked that post or they commented on the post or they gave feedback on that post or whatever it might be, you know, that's a really good way to, you know, open the door uh, because you have a reason to reach out to them. Uh, if it was just a random thing, then it probably wouldn't be well received. So, you know, Going about that, that's something that we've talked about on different episodes in the past. So you're more than welcome to listen to those. And we might even talk about that uh, again in some uh, in some upcoming episodes as well. But that is one thing is like you always want to have a reason to reach out that actually makes sense as to why you're reaching out in the first place. Um, but going into the direct messages, there's kind of a formula that I have uh, that I have found works really well. To not just start the conversation, but to also have a quality conversation that then leads to them booking a phone call with you. And what I want to do with you today is I want to share with you this formula and also kind of do like a like an actual walkthrough example of one of the message conversations that I found out with a prospect at the time that now is a client that I'm working with literally right now in my own practice so the formula is basically this: you want to open up the conversation by just asking a very, very simple question, or even just like a a way to get them to respond. Uh, that's not going to be like this blast of information. So what you don't want to do is say, "Hey, so and so, I saw this and blah, blah blah blah," and you know, I was just curious if you you know what your thoughts were on this thing that's related to money, or if you want some help with that. Like you don't want to go. All in right away. Uh, you know, it's basically like, you know, you're asking someone to marry you before you went on a date kind of thing. So you don't want to do that. You just want to open the door and you want to, well, actually you don't even want to open the door. You want to knock on their door and get them to answer the door. That's the main goal. That's step number one. So once you get them to answer the door, then They are, you know, they're in the conversation. So, you know, then you hit them with with the next thing that you want to say, and then they stop responding. Quite frankly, they look like the jerk, not you, (laughs) right? Like you just want to get a response out of them first, and then once they're in, then you can actually go from there and and take the conversation to the next step. And you know, the next step would essentially be like addressing why you're reaching out, and you know, you can do that in a number of ways. and then, you know, once you, you know, you say like, Hey, this is why I'm reaching out. You want to always end on questions. Like every single message that you send this person should end in a question that is leading to the ultimate goal. So, you know, you would start with statement number one, end with question number one. Then you go to statement, statement number two, and then you end with the question number two. Statement number three, end with question number three. Statement number four, end with question number four, and so on and so forth. And at the very end, you want to reach out and basically invite them onto a phone call uh, to where you can support them in any way that they need. So that's basically the whole formula, but it's going to make a lot more sense if I were to put this into an actual example, like a real example. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read you Some messages that I have with, uh, with a girl. I won't say her name. Um, but I'll go ahead and just make up a name. Uh, let's call her Sarah. So this is a message thread that I had with Sarah and I want to just dissect. I'll read you everything, but then I'll also pause and I'll dissect like what my thinking is and what my, um, you know, goal is with every single message that I send. All right. So here's my conversation with Sarah. First thing that I said to her was something very simple again i'm just knocking on her door trying to get her to answer the door and i just said hey sarah got a quick question for you when you get a sec that's it nothing more because doing that kind of question or that kind of message it gets people curious like what does this guy want and i'm dying to know kind of thing so of course She responded and she said something very simple. She just said, what's up? So I said, okay, cool. I got that response. She answered my knock, right? So then I went in and I addressed why I'm reaching out. And then I asked a question at the end of that. And with this woman in particular, she had commented on one of my posts um, and, you know, left some sort of feedback. Uh, that I saw that comment as like a person that I think that I could potentially serve. So my message to her was this. Hey, so I was just kind of scrolling through my Facebook this morning and I looked over some of the comments from my post from yesterday again. And honestly, yours stood out to me. So I figured that I'd reach out to you. Uh, you had mentioned that you had gotten a bonus, that if you had gotten a bonus um from work or whatever it might be, uh, that you would put it towards your wedding. And I just wanted to say congrats on that. I think that's awesome. Um, I must be behind because I didn't know that you were engaged, LOL. When is the wedding, right? So what I was doing there was I was being very nonchalant. I said, hey, I was just kind of scrolling through my Facebook this morning, just looking over some of my posts or some of the comments on my posts, stuff like that. Like I was just being really nonchalant about it. But then I singled her out and I said, yours Stood out to me. So this makes her feel a little bit special. Right. And then I kind of talked to her. I referenced the post again. I said, you mentioned that if you got a bonus, which is what the the post was about, I asked the question, like, what would you do if you got a $5,000 bonus? Um, She said that if she were to get that, that she would be putting it towards her wedding. And I said, congrats on that. Right. So with that, I was, you know, praising her up. I was like talking about her life. Again, not even being like all about this whole financial coaching thing at all at this point. Um, and then I said, Hey, when's the wedding? So I'm not even talking to her about my coaching yet. All I said was I saw your comment. Love that you got married or that you that you got engaged, when's the wedding? I'm showing interest in her life, right? And then that respond or that prompted her to respond and she said, Thank you. Um, you know, I got engaged in April and my wedding is September of next year. So then I responded to that and I said, oh, nice. I love September and October weddings. So that's awesome. Are you guys having a bigger wedding or a smaller one? It's good that it's about a year and it's about a year away because that gives you some time to save. So I want to unpack this response. First and foremost, I just address what she said. I acknowledge what she said. You know, she says she's getting married in September. And I said, love September and October weddings. That's awesome. So again, I'm making her feel good. I'm like, you know, um, I'm just making her feel good. You know, I'm I'm like, you know, kind of dapping her up a little bit. And then I asked her, are you having a bigger wedding or a smaller one? So the reason I asked her that is because I'm trying to get a little bit of more information. And, um, I also said, Hey, it's good that it's about a year away because that gives you some time to save. So very subtly, I am bringing in the element of money to this conversation. Now the conversation started with the whole bonus thing, but now I'm starting to steer the conversation into money, right? So I'm linking the saving element of money and asking the question, is the wedding bigger or smaller to kind of see if she needs to save a lot or to save not a lot, right? So that's my whole idea there. So again, statement, question, and you're doing it and you're trying to steer the conversation to the ultimate goal, okay? So then her response was, it's a bigger wedding. She's anticipating about 175 people And yes, I'm glad that him and I agreed on a fall wedding because it's my favorite time of year. And yes, I have been working overtime to do just that. So now she's starting to, you know, she, she confirmed that it's a bigger wedding and she also is starting to tell me a little bit about what she's doing in order to save. So the very fact that she said that she's working overtime in order to save tells me that her current level of savings is not actually satisfactory to her. So she feels the need to work more in order to get this goal taken care of. So there's definitely like a little bit of a pain point there. And that's what I want to go into, uh, you know, this next response I'm going to give her. So my response to that was nice. That'll definitely help. But overtime usually isn't fun. And I did like a little, like, you know, laughing like nervous emoji kind of thing uh but maybe necessary so how is the savings going do you feel like you're on track for it or are you kind of nervous about it so i'm going to unpack that response so again i said the overtime will definitely help but it usually isn't fun which is true right but i'm kind of like planting that idea into her head Um, you know, not to like manipulate or anything, but it's just a fact that most people don't like working more than what they have to, you know? Um, so I'm kind of just bringing that fact to life. Right. And then I started, so I said that statement again, statement number three, and then I'm going to go into question number three, which is how is your savings going? Do you feel like you're on track for it or are you kind of nervous about it? So I'm, so I'm kind of asking the question, but I'm also setting the stage. I'm giving her two choices here. And she said, her response was, I'm on track, but I'm still nervous regardless. It's been rough. And at this point, I knew that we were getting somewhere. You always know that you're getting somewhere with these messages when you start to really dig into the pain that this person is going to be experiencing. and. It, Hey, like, you know, it's not fun to make people feel pain, but it is necessary in order to, you know, kind of get them to, uh, to understand that maybe they do need some help. You know, like you can't help someone who's not in need of it kind of thing. So the very fact that she said, I'm still nervous and it's been rough is something that I saw and I was like, okay, this is good. Now I'm going to start going into leaning into this a little bit more. So I asked a very simple response question. And I said, what makes you so nervous? If you don't mind me asking. And then she responded and she said, and this is where it started to get real. She said, I'm just trying to stay afloat as far as paying everything on time for the wedding goes. There's just a lot and our families aren't able to help us, which we never expected. So to me, I'm like, okay. So now she's being real. Now it's not something that she's dancing around. She's comfortable because of the questions that I had asked before and the way that I interacted with her. And she's starting to, she's starting to open up a little bit and she's informing me that she's trying to stay afloat, which anyone in this, in this industry knows that whenever someone says that things usually aren't very good. Um, you know, there's usually a lot of emotional stuff wrapped up in there. Um, um, But now she's not just saying that, she's also saying that, you know, hey, like we're on our own as well. Like our families can't help us because maybe their families aren't in like, you know, a very good financial position. So I responded to that and I said, ah, yeah, like that does add an an extra element of stress for sure. So I'm, I'm validating what she's saying. And then this is where the call to action or the invitation starts to come into play. And I said this, is this something that you guys want some help with? I wouldn't mind hopping on a call with you guys to see what you got going on and to see if I can either help you or at very least give you some feedback to work off of that you guys can run with. You guys think that you'd be up for that sometime? So I just want to unpack that. Okay. The reason that I asked this question at this point was because I developed the conversation I got her comfortable. She started to open up. And when she was opening up, she started to like lean into the pain. So she was feeling the pain in that moment. And that's when you want to kind of ask people, like if they want support with this is when they're in that kind of painful moment, because that's what drives decisions, right? So the way I phrase this question though, I think is very, very important. So I said, A few pieces here. Is this something that you want some help with? That's super important. You don't need to tell her or tell them like, you know, about your like budgeting masterclass or your, or your savings multiplier or anything like that. You just be real, just be real with them and be human. Just say, Hey, like clearly you're in pain here. Do you want some help? And then you just keep going. You say, I wouldn't mind hopping on a call with you. So that's really important too, because when you phrase it like that, I wouldn't mind. It gives the impression that you're doing her a favor and that you're not begging her to get on a call with you. You don't need her to get on a call. You're doing it out of the kindness of your own heart. I wouldn't mind, right? There's a big difference in psychologically People can sniff out salespeople and they can definitely sniff out hungry salespeople. So if you're saying like, hey, like it's not a huge deal, but I personally wouldn't mind. You're basically saying like, hey, I'm willing to make room for you. That's what you're saying. I think that's really important. So I wouldn't mind hopping on a call with you guys to see what you got going on. Uh, to see what you have going on, sorry. And to see if I can either help you or at very least give some feedback that you can work off of and run with, right? So that's really important too because this frames two different outcomes for them. And you're telling them in advance, I can either help you, meaning that you can work with them and that you can step in with them on a deeper level which is attractive to some people, but also scares some people, which is why I put in the second part, or at very least, give you some feedback to work off of that you can run with. And what that is basically implying is that, hey, at the very least, you're going to hop on this phone call, you're going to get a little bit of support, and that's it. No harm, no foul, no pressure, no commitment, no nothing. It's just a way for you, for me to help kind of thing. So they, so they kind of are being primed here to understand like, Hey, maybe this person wants to, you know, bring me on as a client, but maybe they just want to help. And that's very attractive to people because it gives them the power to go either direction. Right. And it with just people with just getting people on the phone call, that's what's really important is giving them the power. Um, and then I end it with, do you think that you guys would be up for that sometime? Again, another question. And I don't like to say, uh, you know, would you be down for that or anything like that? I really think that the word up is powerful because you're essentially trying to lift them up with this phone call. So that's what you want to say. Like, do you think that you would be up for that sometime? Right now, she responded and she said, let me talk to my fiance, um, and see what's going on. I said, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you know, you want, and I, and I said, do you want to talk to him tonight and see what he thinks? And then we can, can kind I of go from there? So with, for, with that, I'm saying, yeah, of course, talk to your fiance because I want your fiance on this call as well. But I'm not just leaving it open ended. I'm saying, how about you talk to him tonight? Not a week from today, not a month from today. Talk to him tonight. And see what he thinks. And then we can go from there. So I'm setting myself up for her to either give me a response tomorrow morning or for me to reach out to her tomorrow morning. And she won't be surprised or think that I'm being, you know, nosy or pestering or bugging her because we set that up. And she said, um, yes, absolutely. That sounds great. And I said, awesome. So guess what happened? The next morning came through. I didn't need to reach out to her. She reached out to me and she said, hey, I talked to my fiance and we're open to any sort of uh, financial support that you can give us. So if we could set up a day and time, that would be great. And I said, hey, awesome. Right? <laughs> so I got back to her and I said, uh, we can absolutely find a time. Here's my scheduling. Go ahead and find a, a time that works uh, best for you. And then once you book it, there'll be a short questionnaire for you to fill out too. That'll help us make the most of our time um, on the phone. And also it'll allow me to support you guys as best as I can. I'll keep an eye out. Right. So that's just me like sending my scheduling link, letting her know like, Hey, there's going to be like an application at the end kind of thing. Um, so I can kind of support her as best as I can. But then I said, I'll keep an eye out, which basically implies like, I'm expecting you to do this. So again, if you don't, they'll feel like the jerk, not you, right? So I'll keep an eye out implies that, hey, I better do this kind of thing. And sure enough, she did. And then we had our phone call and now she's a client of mine. So that's kind of the whole process there. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a walkthrough there. But essentially, you can kind of see what I was saying before. Like open up with a knock on the door, get them to answer the door. then. You want to start massaging the conversation and you want to start off relatively chill. You know, not a ton about what you do, but more so focused on them and do that formula statement, question, statement, question, statement, question. And with every question that you're, that you're asking, you're trying to get closer and closer to that ultimate goal which is to get them on a phone call. And the way that you do that is that you have to go a little bit deeper and deeper into the pain point that they are currently experiencing. And once you hit that pain point, then you can invite them onto the call and then you can you can perform the call and hopefully convert them into a client. So hopefully that was helpful for you today, but this is how you do it. Right? I feel like I'm listening to that one song, like "This is how we do it." You know what I'm saying? Um, but that is, you know, direct messaging mastery. Um, you know, and every person is going to look a little bit different. You know, every conversation is going to be a little bit different. But overall, that's how you do it. And uh, I've been doing it for years, and I can't tell you how many phone calls I've actually started by just using that one formula. That, of course, is a little bit different for every individual. But overall, it's a great formula and it really, really works. So give it a shot. Don't be afraid to reach out. Just be real. Be human. Interact with them. Start a conversation. Steer the conversation. And then book the call. All right, you guys. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Brought to you by You Money Habits and More Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.